Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Boublet. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Boublet. I'm a tax partner in the New York City office and the firm's tax practice leader. This is one of a series of tax uh, podcasts we're running on the legislation relating to the federal government's response to the coronavirus pandemic and provisions they're putting in to help businesses from a tax and financial point of view. Our guest today is Mitzi Hollenbach, a partner in our Rhode Island office. So welcome, Mitzi. Glad to have you here today. Well, thanks to have me, Joe. And you should know you are the first non-tax partner on Taxes and Ten. So I, I feel special. Well, you are. <laughs> but so let's get to it, Mitzi. Uh, you're going to be talking about the loan provisions and the payroll protection uh, portion of the act. So can you just give us a sense of what loan assistance programs are out there for businesses who are suffering from cash flow issues? Sure, Joe. Yeah, so there's really two provisions that happen to exist, but one really came to fruition through the CARES Act, and that's the Paycheck Protection Program, or the PPP, as some people like to call it. So the, the PPP is a potentially forgivable loan that the federal government through the CARES Act is looking to really help employers keep their employees on the payroll. And so there's a calculation that's done based upon 2.5 times your average monthly payroll. And there's a lot more that goes behind that calculation. But from a basic perspective, that's how the calculation of the maximum loan amount is determined. And these are loans that are available for small businesses. And small businesses as defined by the SBA under the act which typically include businesses with fewer than 500 employers or employees, I should say. Um, there is a provision for certain industries where the number of employees can be increased in the food and accommodation industry, as well as the franchising industry. Uh, there are also provisions for those in terms of the eligibility size for those particular industries if they have more than 500 employees in total, but not more than 500 employees per location. Um, but what this loan really is intended to do is for those businesses that qualify, they must have been substantially affected by COVID-19, which either can be described in terms of a supply chain disruption, a challenge in staffing, maybe a decrease in their sales or in their customers, or if they ended up um, with a shuttered business. So with this loan, what the eligible costs are allowed to cover include payroll for a covered period, which is generally determined as eight weeks, so it includes payroll, it includes health insurance payments, it includes retirement benefit payments, it includes a number of different um, other provisions related to compensation or the definition of compensation. It also includes interest on mortgages that have been incurred prior to the, uh, really the enactment of the PPP and also rent payments or any utilities payments. So it's really designed as kind of a short-term loan from the government in order to cover some of your immediate costs if you happen to qualify for this loan. Okay, great. And you said short-term loan, but I understand that there are forgiveness provisions in this particular program. Just tell us a little bit about that, how that works. Yeah, so, so the forgiveness provisions, if, if you're eligible for forgiveness, you, you can actually have a forgiveness in the amount equal to the cost of kind of maintaining the continuity of your payroll and other certain allowable costs as compared to the previous year during this so-called covered period. 
So as long as you demonstrate and the documentation requirements are laid out somewhat in the act, um, that you demonstrate that you have used the funds in order to pay these payroll costs or interest on your mortgage obligations or rent or utilities, that you can apply for forgiveness for up to those amounts that you paid. And so there, there are no personal guarantees with this type of loan. The forgiveness would be applied for through the lending institution that is really administering your loan. And um, you know any portions of the loan that are not forgiven do have an interest rate of 4%. They're repaid within 10 years. Um, but it's, it's really a, a great opportunity for businesses that qualify to get some cash infusion to really help maintain their payroll for, for a period of eight weeks. So basically, if you use the proceeds of the loan on the applicable costs and you keep your people employed, the whole thing is really forgiven at the end, correct? Exactly. And, and there are some provisions where there's a reduction in the forgiveness amount, depending upon if you did have a reduction to your workforce, either in terms of the number of employees or if you ended up reducing salaries by more than 25%. Um, there, there are some provisions though, if you do rehire employees that maybe you did lay off or you furloughed during a short period of time, that you can hire them back and, and potentially receive forgiveness for, for more of the loan amount that you've been given. And, and I do wanna just uh, caution too that any payments that might be made under the coronavirus, um, uh, the Families First Coronavirus Act for required sick leave covered under COVID-19 reasons is not considered to be eligible payroll as part of the forgiveness costs under this program. Okay, well, I'm gonna put you on the spot. So I'm looking at a business or a client, why wouldn't a business apply for this loan? Why wouldn't you wanna do this if that's possible? I mean, it's a, it's a great question. I think that, you know, it, I don't necessarily see a reason why you wouldn't want to apply for this program. I think you know, there could be a provision in, in the case that you did lay off your employees and you don't have any intention to rehire them during the time period. That might be an indication where it wouldn't necessarily make sense, although it is still a 4% loan. As long as you have a COVID-19 effective um, you know, reason to apply for this loan, I, I think that it would probably be in the interest of most employers to apply for this type of loan. Okay, good, that's, that's what I was thinking. Um, now I know there's also another program that the SBA had, IDL loan. Can you tell us about that and how it differs from this uh, Paycheck Protection Loan? Sure, so the, the SBA has a program that's been around for quite some time and that's called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. And so this is a, a low interest, it's a non-forgivable loan that's offered by the SBA, it's administered by the SBA, and it certainly is a little different from the PPP program. So the total maximum loan size of this EIDL loan is up to $2 million. There are different eligibility criteria for the size or industry size standards, which include in some instances both a maximum revenue for certain industries as well as a maximum number of employees. And so the interest rate on these loans, um, for nonprofits, it's 2.75%. And for small businesses, the interest rate is 3.75%. And the term length can go up to 30 years. This loan in particular is generally to be used for working capital needs. So a business does need to prove that they've been economically impacted by the COVID-19 crisis in this instance. 
where they would determine that they don't necessarily have enough cash flow to cover their immediate obligations. This loan, different from the PPP program, does require a guarantee. So um, there certainly is a little bit more uh, interaction of this loan with other loan programs or other funding sources that the company may already have in existence with regard to subordination or covenant calculations. So that's something certainly to, to keep in mind. Um, there is an emergency grant available through this EIDL program though as well, which is up to, it's really $10,000 that um, is kind of an expedited grant process that was put into, uh, really put into fruition through the CARES Act. So there's kind of a crossover between the EIDL emergency grant $10,000 and the PPP loan. They can kind of be used almost to, to complement each other, but they can't be used for the same purposes. Uh, so there's certainly some documentation that needs to be required to be filed with the SBA for this loan, which includes things like a personal financial statement, requires you to really dictate your sales for the last 36 months on a monthly basis, and to give some information about your affiliates and, and their financial capa uh, capacity under this loan program as well. Well, that's great. Thanks. Now, just in closing, we know that we're going, going back to the payroll protection program, that's administered by SBA approved lenders. So what should people be doing now? I know guidelines are supposed to come out in two weeks or so. What should somebody be doing right now? Yeah, so just, you know, the immediate response to that question that we really have been fielding from a lot of our clients is to start gathering your documentation. Um, we're not exactly sure how the banks are going to administer or underwrite this loan, but certainly we know that the calculation of the maximum loan amount is based upon certain payroll statistics and other payments that have been made that are payroll related as defined under the act. So, you know, we're certainly encouraging our clients to start gathering their payroll information. It might not be for full calendar quarters. There is an exclusion on payroll amounts that are greater than $100,000 for an annual salary for an employee. So you really kind of need to gather line by line or employee by employee amounts on your payroll records so that you can start to determine what your maximum size of the loan would be. So we're really trying to get our clients to really just be aware and get their books and records in order so that they can be prepared for the application when it comes out to, to fill it out and get it in as soon as possible. Okay, that's great, Missy. Thank you very much. So that concludes today's podcast. I want to say to everyone out there, thanks for listening in, and I hope you and your families are safe. Mitzi, thank you again. It was a pleasure having you on. We appreciate know how busy you are. And good day, everyone, and stay safe and carry on. Thank you. Thanks.